0: Welcome to the K2 sales podcast. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Every week I'll be sitting down with a sales executive where they'll share their stories and experiences that produce game changing results. Let's be honest, sales can be a tough game. I'm sure at some point we've all delivered a less than stellar demo, been ghosted by a kind or two, and sometimes maybe we did more talking than listening. And that's where I can help. The stories and insights our guests share can be applied to your own business your territory or with your team. So you're not reinventing the wheel. Our weekly tactics and strategies help you get out of your head and start creating your own path towards game-changing results. Welcome back to the K2 Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Now with the beginning of the year comes the infamous goal setting. And so many of you, I would imagine, have already set your goals both personally and professionally. And today I'm here to talk to you about the three areas of focus I took to goal setting. And the reason I'm talking about this today is because obviously it's the beginning of the year, but I'm hearing it a lot. I'm hearing it in my personal life. I'm hearing it with clients. I'm hearing it with friends. They were all kind of going through the same thing. I'm just sharing my approach. I'm not saying it's for everybody. Um, A lot of this is coming from, um, Atomic Habits by James Clear, which I think um, almost everybody I talk to is reading it or has read it. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal book. It really does give you the science behind goal setting. So I've kind of, that's um, at the base of that. That's the underlying message. And I've just kind of added my own, um, my own experiences and my own suggestions on top of that. So hope you all have a great start to the year and enjoy the podcast. Welcome back to the K2 Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Now, for those who are tuning in new this year, 2022, the podcast is geared towards sales leaders and B2B uh, individual contributors as well as small business owners. And really the purpose is for our guests to come on and share insights that they're experiencing with themselves, their team, or, or what they're seeing in the industry. And time to time, I come on and I share my insights as well based on what I'm experiencing with myself, my clients, or just, you know, what's going on in my head. And today is one of those days. So um, being the beginning of the year, wanted to just talk a little bit about goal setting. And um, everybody jumps on the bandwagon of, you know, setting goals, whether it's personal, professional, and they start the process without giving any time or reflection to last year's performance and last year's goals and they just jump into this this you know 2022 and, and think about anything we've done in life whether it's been you know a project a presentation a meeting customer meeting you know before we repeat it usually there's a, a point where we we just quiet quiet ourselves and we check in and we say like, what did we do well? What did, uh, what did we do not so great? And, and where is there opportunity for improvement? And when we're in that space and in that reflective state, that's when a lot of the awareness comes to us. And sometimes, you know, we, we definitely can invite feedback from our peers, from our managers, from our colleagues. But, you know, the whole goal is to say, well, how can I, you know, heighten my own self-awareness so that it comes to the point when I can anticipate these things. And I'm very aware that, you know, in these types of situations, I do this, or when I'm in front of these clients or this type of presentation, I have a tendency to do this in front of it. And when we don't reflect, we don't, we don't really understand what's contributing to it. And therefore we can't make changes. So my recommendation and what I do is I just, you know, I sit quietly and I reflect on you know, what, what I set out to achieve and how well I did. And, you know, also in the last two years, what was it within my control? Because I could have had these big audacious goals and then, you know, schools get shut down and I'm stuck at home with two kids or, you know, the businesses close, and, you know, face-to-face gets shifted to remote and people lose budget. And there's just so many things that are outside of our control that in the reflective stage, you know, only only consider what what's within your control because that's what contributes to you know exasperation and desperation and frustration and so i think the reflective period is is crucial we don't do it jumping into especially a brand new year and so the risk of not doing it is really repeating the same mistakes and not understanding why why we continue to do it because there's a root cause there there's something there that we're not acknowledging that we're not revealing and it's going to continue to play out year after year after year. So the first recommendation is absolutely reflect on last year. And what what do you want to continue doing? What do you want to stop doing? And what do you want to change? How do you want to show up in 2022? It's a brand new year. You know, it should be an exciting time to really let the past stay in the past and bring forth all the goodness and all the new things awaiting in 2022. So, you know, definitely the reflective phase. The second part is when you look at your goals, you know, they're probably not much different year after year. So if you're a sales manager, you're going to have goals of your team, performance goals, you're going to have certain metrics. Um, And if you're an individual contributor, you're going to have your own metrics probably a little bit more granular But at the end of the day, we're all trying to move the needle up. And so the recommendation here is the goals are one thing, but it's the process that's the differentiator. So what systems are you putting in place? What activities? And are you making it easy for yourself or are you painting this really, really difficult picture, putting something on this top shelf that you're never going to do? And you're only setting yourself up for success. And if you're a leader, you're setting yourself and your team up for success. And so the recommendation here, and a lot of what I'm coming from, is from James's clear, you know, atomic habits. And I read that over the the holidays, and it just really heightened my awareness in we have to be addicted to the process because it's the differentiator. Whether you're a sports team, whether you're a sales team, it's those who are really polishing those finite details the things that nobody thinks are important or relevant those are the things that done daily over time will produce the the compound effect and i hear so many people talking about this and um, james clear if you're if you're listening <laughs> kudos if you are that'd be amazing but like So much data there's so much science. And and what he really does is he tries to make it makes it visible, make it easy and automate it because the brain is a is a finicky thing, you know, and its job is to keep us safe and conserve energy. So a lot of times when we're trying to try these new things and put new practices into place, it's got a roadblock up against us. So how can we make it easy? How can we create a process that's predictable, that's repeatable, that's easy, that's enjoyable, whether it's, you know, your exercise routine you know, your finances or your, your, you know, your day-to-day sales activities. And so what I see in when, in my coaching clients is there's a lot of people that are in motion. And so they're learning, they're listening to podcasts, they're strategizing, but they're not taking action. And that's the difference between having a strong, clear set of processes within the goals Versus the same vague goals and a process that's probably not defined or not given the level of thought and detail that's required. And what happens is we convince ourselves and we kind of play it safe that, you know, we're working on this and um, listening to this podcast. I'm reading this book and I'm taking notes, but it really is we're hiding. And all those things will help you one day, but they're not going to they're not going to drive the revenue or the results you're looking for. So we have to put them in action. And this is where, you know, you talk about smart goals, but just tactical, very detailed goals and activities, but even the activities, understand yourself. And when you're designing these, are these, you know, yourself, are these going to be, are these aligned with who I am? Because if not, they're not going to be sustainable. And even ask yourself, you know, these activities are feeding into the goals, but why is this goal important to me? Like, what, what is it going to mean when I achieve it? Because if we don't have that foundational why behind it, it's just an empty metric we're chasing. And so if it's financial, you know, what, when I achieve this X figure, what is it going to mean for me? You know, does it mean I can take off, take on less clients? Does it mean I can start if it's, you know, corporate, I can start my side hustle and what does that mean then? It means that, you know, I have freedom. I have more time to spend with my family. I have more time to travel. But when we can ingrain what it means to us on a personal level and what that that feeling is, it really allows us to keep going and gives us that strength and that fortitude that when times are tough, you know, we are addicted to this to the process. And so what I've started doing even in my personal life is you know, not looking, definitely writing down goals, but then kind of forgetting them and doing check-ins, um, you know, monthly, bi-weekly, not, not as often as I was before. And what I'm doing is I'm celebrating the, the daily efforts and the daily activities because it's those that over time are going to yield the results I'm looking for. So if you are looking at the goals too frequently, you know, you're going to get, you're going to get let down. You're going to get frustrated, you're going to get disempowered, demotivated, because you probably haven't put in enough effort. And there's a lot of hope there. There's a hope, is a, hope is not a strategy. So the recommendation is, you know, work with somebody, whether it's your boss, whether it's a colleague, write down activities and get someone else to check them over to make sure that these will in fact get you to where you're looking to go and also align to your personality, your style, your energy level. So You know, think about your goals as a sales rep. If you have to make 50 calls a day, and you know, the recommendation is always do hard things first thing in the morning. But, but I would say look at your energy level. And if you have low, medium, and high energy, you know, the low energy points, you don't, you can go for a long time. Medium, less, and hard, you know, you, you can only do that for a short period of time. You know, time blocking is one thing, but align your energy level with, the activity that you have to do. So if you have to do cold calling first thing in the morning, and that's when you're highest in the energy, go for it because that's where you can only sustain it for a certain period of time. But again, going into this motion versus action, people kind of do it around two, three, when they start hitting a lull and, and, and it's like, well, what are you doing first thing in the morning? That's your creative time. That's when you should be putting your, you know, getting your content out there, getting your creative juices flowing. But you know, we're hiding. A lot of it's fear. So whatever reason you're holding back, get the process down, get the process very tactical, repeatable. And, you know, it's not a set it and forget it. You're going to iterate all the time. So we're going to look at, again, the reflective phase comes in here and, and ask yourself, you know, why did I, why did I do well this week? You know, break it into smaller groups. Why did I do really well this week? Whether it's my finances, my exercise habits, my dry January, why did I do so well? And understand what you are doing to contribute to the success. Otherwise, we're leaving it up to chance. And so the reason it's so important to celebrate the small wins is we're getting these hits of dopamine and we start feeling good and we reward ourselves for these small wins. But also when you have these small losses or the needle isn't moving as fast, it's equally important to look at the pattern, the behaviors and understand why is it not here? And sometimes we're self-sabotaging it as well. You know, so there's a mindset, there's a belief system, but we have the opportunity to intercept and to iterate. So a lot of people, what they do is they abandon the whole process. So if they've got a cadence and you know, they're on the fourth outreach and they're like, oh, you know, numbers drop, let's just cancel this. And it's like, no, this is when you start testing it out and understanding, well, you got good up into this part, what happened and really dissect and analyze what it is. So you're still married and addicted to the process, but then you have to really scrutinize it deeper and deeper and deeper to ensure that, you know, you got it in a the space you needed. And it's not, and then in a month from now, you're probably going to be in the same space where you're iterating it. So, you know, definitely we want to be addicted to the process. And the third area I would say is be compassionate with yourself. I was on a clubhouse room, and I was talking about morning gratitude and compassion, and everyone's, you know, well, let's hit the ground running for 2022, and you know, rah rah rah, and just real too much almost. And they were also saying, let's celebrate those who graciously want to wait until January 10th or the, the second week to really hit the ground running, but to take this week to just be inward, be quiet, take a few extra days that's needed so that they can hit the ground running and not hit the ground running just because everyone else is. And I would say, I would agree with that because we we are all fighting our own individual battles, whether you're in Canada, America, UK, Japan, you know, with what's going on with the pandemic, nobody knows physically what's going on emotionally, mentally with the government that when you're ready to come out and you have your game face on, and you are emotionally strong, allow yourself to do that. But to do it because everyone else is doing it, or do it because you have to, and the calendar's turn is January 3rd, what's two days going to do? I just think pause and come out ready, and, if it, and celebrate yourself for being courageous enough to say, I, I need a day. I need a day. You know, Christmas was a really busy time, and um, I just need a day to really quiet the mind and enter back into 2022 at the pace in the energy and the way that I want to. So again, we're choosing how we show up. How we show up authentically. How we are our own person and that's what I think a lot of 2022 is. People are just fed up of beating to other people's drum and um they're unapologetically showing up for themselves and I applaud that. I think it's amazing. And um, and I feel kind of going off tangent here, but I feel the pandemic that's, that's shown us like what's well, really important. If we don't agree, we're going to use our voice and let people know we're not going to agree. But more importantly, we're going we're to use our actions and just not do what's not aligned to us. So if, there, if there's an incongruence, it's not for me, it's not for me. And that's in personal and business, walking away from clients who aren't a good fit, you know, and even just being up front with people and not afraid to ask questions, you know, following up. If they were supposed to get back to you, you know, is everything okay? But like have those difficult conversations and, and just because you wanna you wanna close off loose ends. You don't want to be strung along. So I, I, I just think yes, absolutely we have to be compassionate with ourselves, but we also have to show up in an unapologetic way where there's a sense of confidence, conviction, and compassion. So those are my three areas of focus um, that I'm taking that I'm seeing with some some of my clients and they're taking a similar approach just based on where we are at in the new year and also two years of a pandemic. So big shout out to James Clear. This is kind of based on on the readings and it's very timely at the beginning of the year. But really, you know, to summarize, the first one is um looking just reflecting before you start anything, whether it's a new year or a new project, reflect on the past experience what worked well what didn't and even dig deep why what, what was contributing to it was it something that i was doing intentionally was there something sabotaging it because if you don't dig into that it's going to continue to appear in future in future projects the second one was get addicted to the process goals are one thing pretty much the same every year but we have to be addicted to the process make it visible make it easy um, that we automate it and we drive the behavior behavioral change we're looking for and that it's sustainable and the third one was just be compassionate with yourself. Don't beat ourselves up too much. We're still coming out of a pandemic. And, you know, celebrate your courageousness. If you don't want to do something and it's not in line with who you are, that's fine. Don't apologize. You know, nobody knows what battle, what fight you're going through. It's the iceberg theory, they see 10%. Nobody knows. So you, you do you and, uh, and you'll be okay with that. So those are my uh, three messages or three areas of focus for 2022. Hope you all have a great start to the year. Put some of those into practice and just, you know, not be so hard on ourselves. We are humans, whether our family's looking, our team is looking, we are modeling the behavior. And if we're struggling, if we're not showing up as as our authentic self, we're also inviting our team to do the same. So if you enjoyed this, please give us some feedback. If you feel that someone you know could use this message, please feel free to share it. If you have any ideas for guests or you want to be a guest yourself, please reach out to info at k2perform.com, and thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the K2 Sales podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our weekly sales insights are geared towards sales reps, leaders, and small business owners to help navigate the complexity of modern day sales. Our tactical takeaways help you put a plan in place to start creating your own game-changing results. Until next time, happy selling. This podcast was produced by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub Productions. Find her online at podcasthub.ca.